It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. Midnight Madness, the ultimate game that requires sophisticated strategy. And rigorous self-control. Midnight Madness. It's about... It's about girls. I thought you'd never ask. It's contagious. It's Midnight Madness. Catch it at a theater near you. Hello and welcome to the film with three brains. This is Sean in Chicago. And Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. Hey man, it's Sam in San Francisco. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have chosen to talk about a 1980 film produced by... Oh, sorry. I. We did not mutually agree on this movie. We did not. Um, yeah, I mean, we. Well, uh, sorry. Let me get. Let me get to it. Uh, it's called Midnight Madness. It's the first film of Michael J. Fox's career. Um, has David Naughton and other people we recognize. Uh, it was produced by. Disney, but they didn't put their name on it for years and years because it is a PG movie. It's not a G movie. <laughs> and I guess the only one other than this, there's the second PG movie from Disney. And the first one was uh, Lost or uh, the Black uh, Black Hole. Yeah, it's a black yeah. hole. So it's a sort of a departure. I mean, you know, I didn't really think of it as a Disney film. I just thought of it as goofy. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, but it is a all night. It's the great all nighter, which is a all across Los Angeles scavenger hunt with a bunch of different teams, I guess five teams chosen by the game master Leon. And, uh, it's, um, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. It's a scavenger hunt and it's a bunch, there's, there's subplots and there's love interests and, but there's, you know, it's pretty, pretty, uh, stereotypical characters across the board. There's no real, there's no real backstory, even the, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) <laughs> apparently i i don't none of us had seen it um it says that it was it played on hbo a lot oh yeah but mm. yeah none of us had cable at that at that time in the 80s oh. um the town of bristol wasn't even wired for cable until we were 14 i think yeah that sounds about right it's crazy you think <laughs> I, know. I mean, considering broadback access and all the stuff that we need now, it's like, oh, well, yeah, let's, we don't, Bristol doesn't need, <laughs> needs the, cable, the coolest thing in the world, MTV and, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so none of us had seen it. Did you guys, um, know any, you, Cohen, you'd never heard of it, right? I never even heard of it. Nope. Didn't know it existed. Me neither. Yeah. Did anyone else think about Freaky Friday at all? I mean, just... No. Why? Well, I guess that's just the nostalgia factor. I mean, Freaky Friday is from like 1976, but I remember like when it came on, I just, it, that feel, um, I mean, it's quite... I, I did, I did, when I was watching, I kept thinking, I mean, I know it's 1980, but this has 70s written all over it. Exactly. You know? That's that's yeah. what I was just going to say. It's, it starts yeah. with disco and roller skating. And, yeah, yeah, totally. And of course, they made it in 79. It came out right. in 80. Sure. 
but yeah, they miss they miss the zeitgeist. They're like, okay, we're we're just gonna roll with this disco thing. And um, I mean, not that 1980 was like a hard cut to everything that we are familiar with, uh, you know, electro and you know post punk and all that stuff. But or new wave, I don't know. I mean, just the just the feel, like the look of the you know. Um, I don't know. I just it just made me think of Freaky Friday, which I watched when I was a kid in like second grade at school and, and you know a big assembly with with everybody. And yeah, you know I don't know why why that makes me think of it, but but that is a also a Disney production. Well, this is the same year Xanadu came out, which was also a roller skating disco flop. Mm. We we That's discussed true. we discussed at some length on the, the Warriors. Uh, episode because oh, you would have much rather watched Xanadu instead of the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, what what you guys think of this movie? I did not like it. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I've never. It's weird. I've never. I mean, I've seen plenty of bad movies before. We all know that, but I don't think I've ever seen a movie. That was literally composed of two hours worth of cliches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I couldn't believe it. The shit just kept happening, and I was like, "Whoa!" They just keep doing it. Just one cliche after the other. I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, (laughs) "It's got to stop sooner or later." Nope, just keeps going. (laughs) It was crazy. Yeah. I'm going to skip ahead to our question of should the movie be remade? <laughs> okay. And <laughs> so I think that I, would I thought you were just going to go, no. Well, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the obvious answer. <laughs> but, but instead of remade, it should, like when I was watching this, I wasn't thinking Freaky Friday. This definitely has a Disney feel to it. I was thinking this movie should have been a cartoon and it should have been like, Dick Dastardly and Muttley in one of the one in, you know, like in the van, you know, with his laughter and all that and trying to get away. Yeah, exactly. Trying to get away with stuff. And one of the other vans would be the Scooby-Doo gang. And, you know, the, the mystery machine. Yeah. That that would have somehow worked mm, yeah. way better as a little kids movie. Sure. With with these, you know cartoon characters that you like and who it's okay when they do their cliche things because that's all they do they're they're supposed to be one-dimensional um i thought the one thing about these cliches that were a little bit interesting is that they they almost predated some of what i thought were the standard cliches like the nerd was named poindexter or he called him poindexter (laughs) (laughs) and i was like wait a second that's this is not like what we think Poindexter is, you know, that's, that's Revenge of the Nerds. That's 1984. Mm-hmm. But this is, I was like, is that a coincidence? I will say that while I was watching this, I thought, boy, I got to imagine whoever wrote Revenge of the Nerds saw this movie. Yeah. yeah. Like there, there's plenty going on that seems pretty inspired or, or seem to inspire a lot of stuff in Revenge of the Nerds. I found it really, really convenient that, they got so lucky in assigning the team colors that they all happened to have a vehicle the same color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Without direction from, from Leon. Right. Well, he couldn't have. He couldn't have predicted that his friend would have a Jeep and want to use it. And 
Yeah. Yeah. No and, and I feel like I feel like Booger in uh <laughs> in Revenge of the Nerds was based on Leon. Yes. <laughs> Who was a little too pimp like with the two women hanging out. Yeah, that him. was pretty odd. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like inexplicable strangeness about it. Like what? Oh, okay. I will say I laughed twice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember I, when? I do. Okay. Um, one was in uh, one was in the beginning when uh, Stephen First, who plays Flounder in Animal House, um, he, you know he is in this. He's Harold, mm-hmm. the blue team leader. He's Harold, sure. Uh, he's his dad is like reeling him out. Why can't you be more like Adam? And then he retorts and he says, you know, and quite earnestly he says, like, why can't you just see me for me? Can you just look at me and see me? And his dad looks at him and he goes. <laughs> and I, I, I must admit, I kind of chuckled. <laughs> the other one was when um, I forgot. There's like a Hispanic dude on one of the teams. Yeah. And also, he's just, he doesn't say anything. He just looks stern. Yeah. And at some point towards the end, something happened and he smiles. And then he quickly stops smiling when people yeah. look at him. And that, yeah. I don't even remember the context, but it made me laugh. Yeah, it was toward, it was the very end. It was the... Yeah. yeah, after the contest, and I think it was mm-hmm. the buffet or something, and people are, fa- are falling in the water, or some some crap like that. Yeah. Otherwise, nary a smile. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed a lot, but I was laughing at the badness of the movie, not yeah. the movie itself. Yeah. Because I, I even said that, I'm like, this movie is terrible, and he's like, "Why are you laughing at me?" Like, because I can't believe they keep doing this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it definitely, it felt like, like a 15 minute movie, like a short film just re- on repeat, you know, cause every clue kind of, it sort of played out the same, you know, it's just like, well, oh, they're doing this again. That was the frustration is that someone would solve the clue and the other people would find them by luck. Yeah. Like they'd just be yeah. driving around LA. Oh, yeah. there they are. They yeah. get back on track. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah. And just bump into people driving around LA. You think that Leon would have been kind of disappointed that there was so much of that, you know, there, he had pretty strict rules. Well, not pretty strict rule, but he had, he had an idea and I think, you know, they're supposed to check in, they're supposed to call at each place. Yeah. They mm-hmm. kind of abandoned that pretty quickly. I think yeah. first team yeah. calls, you know, there wasn't much of that. And then, but I mean, you know, if, if you, if it was uh, if you're trying to go for realism, yeah, you're going to have one team get to station two and not finish at all. And you're going to have, you know, it's just not going to be that close. You're not going to have all the teams get to the end unless you do something silly like that, which is they, you know, <laughs> L.A. is a tiny place, apparently, because they keep running into each other. <laughs> yeah. The meat machine is like, oh, I got to throw up. And he pulls over and there's there's the blue van. Oh, cool. Let's go follow them. You know, it's yeah. there was a lot of that. Yeah. It needed that to for the finale. Oh, yeah. And then there was the, yeah, the strange brew moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. of that earlier, you know, the, and you're saying the the cliche, the things that you thought were later. And I yeah. that was my first thought was like, oh, they pulled that from Strange Brew. But obviously Strange Brew is later. So, yeah, I don't I mean, I could be wrong, but in 1980, was there a Paps Brewing brewery in L.A.? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it was, it was national. But yeah, it's it's definitely a Wisconsin beer, but I'd have to look that up. Hmm. <laughs> that guy, the guy though, I don't know if you guys watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, but he's uh, that actor's in it. That's like a he's a regular cast member. Yeah. Which 
my wife and I have watched his Brooklyn Nine Nine, but uh, when we first saw him, we're like, "Wait, is that him?" <laughs> Which there's a lot. Yeah. That's one thing I will say about this. I, I kept I was surprised by how often I recognize cast the cast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, that's that person in this, and that's this person, and look them up. And, oh, that's that person, and this is that person. Yeah, it was surprising how many people are in it that you've seen in other stuff. Yeah, it was a, sort of a scavenger hunt of yeah. who's who. I mean, David Naughton sort of he's sort of the lead. He plays Adam. I mean, obviously he's the American Werewolf in London, but mm-hmm. and the guy uh, from Animal House. But there's a lot of them. And Michael J. Fox, Michael Fox in the opening credits, Michael J. Fox in the closing. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> what's with that? <laughs> I don't know. Huh. Yeah, did you notice David Naughton have a Dr Pepper when they were sitting thinking about clues? No, he, he's in the, the big Dr Pepper commercial. Yeah. Early 80s, anyway. I assume that was intentional. Not that it was that clever or anything. It was just, well, okay, here we are. There's Dr. Pepper. Hats had a um, place in Los Angeles until 1979. All right. Hmm. All right. They made it under the wire. <laughs> Maybe that's why they chose it. They, they shut it down. and Because, yeah. you know, my first thought was, yeah, why are they giving tours so late at night? <laughs> Why are these restaurants open until 2 a.m.? And You don't buy pianos at 2 a.m.? Generally not, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's no, I mean, there was no security in any of these places, really, except for well, yeah, Paps. Old days, there wasn't security. <laughs> you could still carry a gun on an airplane back in 1980. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking hospitals. Right. I thought so, it was. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to change this. Well, just finishing on Paps. I was. I thought it was weird. Michael J. Fox was desperate to get a little cup of beer. I was like, uh, is that part of his character? Like, his, I couldn't figure out if he was supposed to be the wild card for good or evil. And obviously, yeah. by the end, he's he's you know, it's he helps their team, which is it's great. La, you know, <laughs> blah blah blah. But I mean, at that point, he was just yeah, he was just <laughs> he was at a Greyhound bus stop when it, when he <laughs> that was his entrance. Mm-hmm. Again, they just happen to see him sitting at a bus stop. Yeah. But anyway, he just, <laughs> I guess the point was that he was, he got them kicked out of the Pabst, Pabst uh, brewery. So they, so he, at first he was screwing everything up. And by the end he's, he's helping the team. Yeah. Hooray. <laughs> and that was a pretty heavy handed uh, little brother, big brother relationship arc. It really was. It yeah. was so yeah. sudden that the realization was so sudden. And they, yeah, and then they all hug each other. It's like, this is Disney. Like, Disney said they didn't put their name on it, but that's Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and who forgets their own brother's birthday? That's that's shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> shitty. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what you were, where, which were you were going next? You were segueing to something? Oh, I was going to, I had checked out some of the reviews on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly positive. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's like just... the beauty of the internet is that we have these niche audiences. So if there's like people out there who want to love old movies that are bad and like them, and then they can, they can find it <laughs> and tell everybody it's great. Yeah. <laughs> or if there's like a group of people who want to review old movies. <laughs> yeah. They can do that too. They can do that too. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know. 
something about the I, I remember thinking when it's in the in the early part like oh this this could still you know be worthwhile if if there's a twist or if there's some you know i mean most of the game cut type movies that we're familiar with like we talked about uh april fool's day or um in sort of games games within games or like uh game night kind of a recent one mm. it's like it's pretty funny yeah, yeah I like, that's good that, that at least it, you you enjoy the ride you, you know you don't care if it's mm-hmm. ridiculous that that everything is set up by you know there's a setup of a setup <laughs> you know but because by the end you're like you don't care you're just having fun laughing so i needed I something sh- like that i was just chuckling <laughs> you mentioned game night there's a scene that never stops making me laugh when i think about it when uh <laughs> when uh, rachel mcadams is like faced with a bad guy on the the runway outside by the airplane mm-hmm. and he like confronts her and she's like <gasps> and he gets sucked into the jet engine she goes yes and then she goes oh he died <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that kills me just thinking about it makes me laugh such a great scene <laughs> the night madness needed something like that yeah a great scene <laughs> any great scene yeah anything at all yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything that really sold it. I mean, do you remember Starfire as an arcade game? No. With the yeah, what was that? It was all Star Wars shit. Yeah, it's this it's a Star yeah, Wars knockoff. Imagery from the Star Is it Wars real? Game. It's a real game, yeah. Oh. It, it doesn't look it. like that. I mean this the gameplay looks like that with things that look like TIE Fighters and mm-hmm. um but the it's like a cabinet where you use like it was like the first sit down game apparently. Oh. And it was also the first game that you could put your initials in. Hmm. And it had some Easter eggs. So if you put in uh, the right uh, initials, it would say, hi, Dave, or some, you know, some bullshit, uh, hmm. some, some of the programmers or something. But I don't remember playing it at all. I don't remember seeing it. I don't remember it either. It just didn't take off. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it at all. Yeah. And that bothered... The, Go ahead. I remember the sit-down version of Star Wars. Yeah. Was that a couple years later, maybe? Or not. I feel like they they improved on the Starfire gameplay. I remember the Return of the Jedi game. Oh yeah. I remember that, was, that game. That one's fun. I played mm-hmm. I played that a lot. <laughs> at Market Square and at Six Flags and wherever yeah. else I could find. I love that game. I couldn't figure out the Ewok Forest though. I could never get that right. That was tough. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one where you're walking around a scout walker and the logs are rolling and you gotta? Oh, I was just—I just met the first one where you're just on the speeder bike and you just. Oh. You, know, you got to be the first one through the trap so that you walk yeah, and yeah. smash the. You know. <laughs> I'm always behind. I'm always too slow. That's me. Uh, it's not relevant, but I just discovered that Disney Plus has like a, a vintage section of their Star Wars. Ooh. Section, and it is the Ewoks. Uh, the Ewok. Um, Christmas. Whatever. It would, no, no, no. The the movies, the TV oh. movies. Those um, the War for Endor or something. Or? Uh, there was one. I forgot the first one was called. And the second one was the Battle for Endor. Or Battle for like Endor. That. Yeah. yeah, I remember um, that those, one. Those are on there now, but <laughs> yeah, not the Christmas one. <laughs> I used to have a VHS copy of that. I don't know what happened to it. I wonder if that's worth something. I don't know. Like a bootleg or just a like a real copy? No, it was a bootleg. Okay. Yeah, probably not worth anything. I don't know where I got it. Hmm. I don't remember. 
So Midnight Madness. <laughs> Where were we? Yes. We had a double up. Yeah. Yes. Right in that part, right in the arcade part. Yep. Who was it? I don't remember. Oh, right. Right. Who looked an awful lot like P.B. Herman. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he already in his stick by then? I mean, or is that just a coincidence? I don't know. I think that's coincidence. <laughs> that's just the way he looked. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> yeah. When I when I saw him, I I yelled out loud. I mean, I don't I don't think that it qualifies as laughing or enjoyment, but it was but it was, yeah, it was probably the best thing that happened in like half an hour. I was like, oh, great! You know, Paul, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's him! I can't believe he's in this. Something I don't know. And there was a, a referential double up when um, at the beginning when he's giving the uh, the um, counseling advice to the nerd. He's like. You could be a regular Burt Reynolds. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You just got to have confidence. Yes. Mm. I was reading something about the where where are they now. And you've Mm -hmm. already mentioned uh, the football player that's in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. There's also, uh, aside from the big ones, um, the the silliest character name, I think, is Flinch. Like, what kind of name is that for a character? That's... It's spelled with a Y instead of an I. Oh, good. Great. That, that's totally believable. Yeah, um, he is, at least as of a few years ago, he is in the Arizona penitentiary. Uh, penitentiary. He did something, you know, some kind of sex, sexual offender. Oh. Uh, kids. Really, sounds Ew. really bad. Yeah, something bad. Yikes. Yeah. I so guess that's, that's why his IMDb page is so short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw it on a different, like someone's blog that was writing about this movie and they huh. were, they were loving, they were like, you know, falling over themselves about this movie, but they were also like, yeah, and it's, you know, it's kind of silly, but they were, you know, like, oh, then she's hot. And then the, there's this, this person and, you know, it was that kind of review. Mm. But there was, I mean, it was, it was legit because there was a picture, there was a mugshot of the guy, <laughs> uh, skinny and bald and, you know, 50 years old or whatever, 40 years old. Yeah. Anyway, uh, most of them are, are pretty positive. Uh, the, the Deborah Klinger, I didn't realize that she is really a, a musician more than an actress. I mean, not that hard to tell, I guess, but she seemed, uh, did she seem like a voice actor the way she was saying her lines? Did you did you get that impression? I well, I noticed that there was a lot there was a lot of um, a lot of instances in this movie where it seemed like they went back and ADR'd the dialogue because you know re-recorded it, right? Which they used to do a lot, um, especially with you know the film shot low budget films shot on location. It's hard to control you know, sounds and shit. So they often would go back and re-record lines, but it's, it's off-putting and odd. It's almost impossible to make totally seamless. And this seemed like they did quite a bit of it. Mm. Not just her, you're right, her, but other people too. Yeah. And I probably was reading into it because, because then I read that she, um, yeah, she's part of the, the Klinger sisters, a whole bunch of musicians and stuff, and she's in different bands. And then, she just had a kind of a sing-song quality to her, the way she was or saying her lines and big smile. She was, yeah, she was overacting. Let's put it that way. She was overacting. Mm-hmm. I mean, just everyone a, was, you know, but. Sorry. I had a, a minor ADR story, uh, which just stands for like automatic or automated dialogue removal or 
uh, replacement. Replacement, yeah. Whatever the hell. Anyway, when I was in college, I made a short film, or not a short film. I made an episode of a TV show that we, me and my friend, my film geek friends, had made for the university uh, TV station, and I had a uh, a take uh, that I wanted to use where the audio wasn't rolling, and I brought in the guy to re-record in the TV studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a math teacher, a professor, um, who just, he looked like a tough guy. She, and he just could, all I needed him to say was, cut the chit chat, what are you doing here? And it took like three hours and we never got it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Seriously, he that was all you had to say? He just couldn't do it, man. It was so weird. He just could, first it was like, he kept saying chick chack and I was like, what the hell? What does that mean? <laughs> and then like, what we did is we, like, oh, what did we do? I recorded it, and I got the timing just right, and then I looped it so it would play back, and he'd hear it, like, five times in a row, and then all he had to do was say it into a mic. He was wearing headphones. <laughs> he just couldn't <laughs> do it. And I thought, how the hell did they did they re-record entire films in the 70s and 80s this way? You know, and then I realized, oh, because they had actors. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was like I, it was so. We were there for so long, and I never really in the in the final thing. His voice doesn't match at all. It looks like a you know like a kung fu movie. It's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> nothing I could do. I was like whatever. Shut up. Speaking of voice work, uh, did you guys see that Maggie Roswell uh, is? Uh, do you know who she is? No. She is um, she is on The Simpsons as Ned Flanders. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Right. Maude yeah. Flanders. Yeah. Maud, yep. She does some other people, too, doesn't she? Uh, or yeah, is it just that? It said a couple of things I can't remember. Uh, well, she's done a ton of other things, if that's what you mean. Or no, no, I meant no, The Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah. It looks right. like she's Helen Lovejoy, Luann Van Houten, and Maude Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that makes I sent sense. her an email asking if she wanted to join us today. I did not get a response. No, <laughs> no. Huh. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> like, why nice. Not? Why not? Uh, how'd, you, how'd you track down her email? She has her own website about doing coaching. Oh, yeah. So That's there, cool. I'm giving her her plug. That's a good anyway. idea. We should, we should do that. We should invite. Uh, you know, I used to know a guy in Brooklyn who every year had a. A cookout for uh, what was it Memorial Day? I don't remember. I think it was Memorial Day, and every year he would invite uh, some celebrity, usually a politician like the president. He invited Bill Clinton. Or, wait, was it Bill Clinton? I don't remember. Anyway, um, and the the only year I ever went to his cookout, he had invited Marty Markowitz, who was the Brooklyn Borough President, and the guy showed up. <laughs> anyway, uh, cool. my point is maybe that's not a bad idea. We should invite, send out. Rando emails and you know DMs to people. <laughs> I've sent out a couple others to... that have oh, also yeah? had no response. Yeah, I forgot who. Um, someone who was a, an amusing character in one of our movies a while ago. I sent him a message on his Facebook page and asking if he wanted to be on it, and no response. Oh, and I also asked um, Paul Feig. Oh yeah, uh, because <laughs> he was uh, yeah. And I actually have one degree of separation from him. A, fr- a friend of mine has met him a couple times. Oh, really? Um, but I didn't want to try to go that route. I thought that's not. So I went through his website too. No response. But anyway, yeah. one of these that's days cool. we'll get a hit. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we've had some minor celebrities, but yeah. <laughs> Very minor. <laughs> um, well, I think other than the actors, the the one that had the most uh, interesting career is is the like the goofiest character, Melio. Yeah, just always you know mugging for the camera and just the dumbest. Like his performance is is baffling. <laughs> I, I mean, know. the whole that whole team is baffling. I right? don't understand who he is and who the big dumb guy is. Like, <laughs> like yeah. who are they? Yeah, what is that? They're like in his house in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I thought they were siblings at first. And he seems to hate him because he's always, you know, getting right. yeah. into more trouble and mocking him and yeah, all that stuff. Anyway, he's but he's uh, directed a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, he pretty much stopped acting. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a whole lot of stuff that I like, but stuff that makes money. Stuff that people have seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitch and Sweet Home Alabama. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real stuff. Fools rush in. I saw that. You probably own it. <laughs> he directed the one pilot episode of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the TV series. Yeah, he did a lot of TV. He did a Ferris Bueller. He did both the Ferris Bueller TV show and, unless I'm messing, messing, mixing him up with somebody else, and the uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, the yeah. sort of yep. redo thing. A theft. Theft. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think is the word. <laughs> <laughs> Reimagining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he also directed seven episodes of the Kaminsky Method, which I love. I think it's a fantastic show on Netflix. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. It's so good. You should check it out. It's uh, Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin. That's uh, uh, yeah, a great crew right there. They, they have fantastic chemistry. They're so good. Michael Douglas plays sort of a aging, somewhat failed actor who teaches acting in L.A. And 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 uh, Alan Arkin plays his agent, who's like a Hollywood super agent. He has all kinds of really super A-list successful <laughs> uh, clients. And then he has Michael Douglas, and they're best friends. <laughs> I, I can only think of Alan Arkin as one thing. <laughs> so I married an ex-murderer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just watched that the other night, like three nights ago, Sam and I you watched did. it. Yep. I don't oh, that's on my oh. list for one of these days. Yeah. And the whole time movie. I was watching it, I, I, I thought two things. One, this is the most 90s movie ever made. <laughs> and two, Michael Myers, or uh, Mike Myers is not funny as Mike Myers. As himself? He's, yeah. Yeah. As as a nondescript as, person, <laughs> he is not Charlie funny. the poet. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. not funny. As you know as, uh, as, a, <laughs> as a Scottish dad, he's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as you know, whatever, Wayne uh, you know. Yeah. Wayne Campbell and uh Austin Powers and whatever else. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Stuart McKenzie as an as a character is probably one of my top 10 all-time characters <laughs> in, any, in anything. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> and that's and that's another thing. Because he's so great there, the rest of it, him in that movie is sort of forgettable. You're just like, oh, Billy. Yeah. But, you know, you got Phil Hartman, you got, you yeah. know, you got my... <laughs> A shiv. <laughs> yeah, <Alan> Arkin. <laughs> uh, <sighs> But yeah, the Just coffee shop about that movie is more laughs than I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ten minutes of that movie is better than all of Midnight Madness. Speaking of which, how the, the balls on these guys to make Midnight Madness that long? It was so long, I couldn't believe it. 
two hours is Listen, about two. is about forty minutes too long for this movie. Yeah, like come on. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't have you know any more stops. I mean, it's it's it was enough. <laughs> yes. I, I, it was plenty. I mean, as a scavenger hunt, I think the the only like the first clue was interesting, but after that, they were pretty dumb. Yeah. And I also the first like it started off pretty good. I I mean again considering, um, but like the fact that they all had a different idea what it meant and they all went different directions, yeah. like that was good. You know that's that's what you should do in this kind of movie. Oh, I I was thinking of like um, remember Rat Race? It's kind of a mm, I mean it's not great. Yes, but I don't think I ever saw it, but I know what it is. Yeah, it's got um, um, uh, Mr. Bean, uh, Ron Atkinson. It's got random people that are funny. Yeah. And then they're just chasing a bunch of money through the desert from Las Vegas, all that stuff. Um, hijinks. And, and, you know, it's the same sort of silliness. Um, there's more there's more betting and stuff and mm-hmm. greed. But, um, oh, Seth Green is in it. That's, I guess, that's why I made me think of it. But mm. I don't know. Like, what, like, there's, it, it wasn't, I'm not saying Rat Race is great and they should have done that. But I'm, but there's something about when you set up a movie like this, you, you have to, you have to do some something <laughs> other than just be goofy and run around town and, and then end up all. And then like, there's no, even, even the, the rivalry between Adam and uh, what's it, what's Stephen first char- character's name? Um, oh, uh, whatever his name. I forgot his name. You know, big stuff. Um, yeah. Harold. Harold. Adam and Harold. It's like, oh, that's, you know, that's interesting. And like, they're like, oh, well, we don't, we don't want to let Harold's team win. And that egged him on to keep going. Um, yeah. But other than that, like there's, it's just a little too nice. Like at the end, it's like, all right, well, we're all just going to hang out at this hotel now. And, and, and the fact that, <laughs> that the landlady is kicking out Leon from his apartment for this crazy game and the cops come and arrest her is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, I guess, yeah. What Sam was saying about being a cartoon, like it, it works, it works if it's a cartoon. Yeah. But in real life and, you know. Yeah. And it's funny because the poster for it is basically a cartoon. Do you guys see the poster yeah. for it? Everything, it's like a drawing, you know, it's like a hand drawn or like a painting that everything looks cartoonish. What was the tagline though? It was, it was really like for a different it, movie. The most fun you'll ever have in the dark. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> Well, that makes it sound like it's a raunchy sort of like Porky's style movie. And it's not at all. Yeah. It tried to be a little bit, but it was so pointless. Like the melons thing. Like, come on. I I thought. Oh, my God. Was that awful? That was was hard to watch. That was so stupid. Mm -hmm. That is our last double up or the last double up I know of. What? The waitress? Yeah. The melons waitress is actually most of her career. She was a stunt woman. Hmm. And one of, yeah, and one of the w- movies that she did stunts in was uh, none other than Roadhouse. No shit. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Noise. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And she has pretty good filmography as far as her stunt career goes. Um, <laughs> uh, Twins, Pet Cemetery, hmm. Throw Mama from the Train, <laughs> The Golden Child. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Footloose, <laughs> Tron, Poltergeist. Nice. Wow. A lot of some good movies. Interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
So what led yeah. you down that rabbit hole? Was it the melons? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying um, to figure out how you pulled that one out. Was it the melons? Because <laughs> <laughs> she was in Mother Jugs and Speed. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I d- don't. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but that's good. I mean, how did you? I, it's, I, I don't know how you do that. Well, no, because you have it's, to like uh, have an idea to track that down, don't you? Well, no, but I put our interns on it so that oh. part of it's. I mean, I can't take credit for everything. We have interns. Yeah. Shit, it's all subsidized. Um, yeah. Yeah. The other thing is, uh, one of them uh, tapping me on the shoulder, saying that Paul Rubens actually developed the Pee Wee character a couple of years before this movie. And mm. was using it um, in a skit as he was supposed to be a stand-up comedian in this skit, but he could never remember the punchlines to his jokes. So he <laughs> made himself be a failure of a stand-up comedian. And that's where mm. he would laugh at his own jokes. And that's where the hurt hurt comes came from uh, and uh, all that. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. The uh, the two guys who directed this. One of them went went on has gone on to have a <laughs> fairly prolific career. I know which one which one you're talking about. Which which movie you're gonna bring up? <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was about to I was right, about to switch to the other guy. Oh, okay. All right. I'll I was gonna say Michael Nankin had a fair or has a fairly prolific career as a director and producer of all kinds of great shit, mostly TV, but some good stuff. But the other dude, David Wechter, directed not much, but he directed, shit, I lost it. Is it four episodes of Sledgehammer? <laughs> <laughs> Arguably the best TV show that has ever been. Three episodes, sorry, of Sledgehammer. Yeah, that show keeps coming back around. Because it's awesome. <laughs> I have to watch it again. I can't. I feel like I nobody believes me. I don't did know you, why they wouldn't. We, I remember last time you it. mentioned it, did you tell us, that, <laughs> is there a place you can actually still watch it? Oh, I don't know. I, I have the box set, so that's where I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So for everyone who's near Coe's house, just stop by. Yeah, I got the, the DVDs. <laughs> Not Blu-ray, sorry. But DVDs, I'm sure it's four by three. What can you do? <laughs> Sean, what are you going to say about Dave, uh, Michael Nankin? Michael Nankin, I believe, wrote The Gate. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know what made me go down that rabbit hole, but I, I guess... I was reading oh, like yeah, Roger right. Ebert's. Yeah. Roger Ebert was like disappointed by this movie, which hmm. also failed at the box office, not surprisingly, because yeah. he had seen the two of them do some junior high school movie that was similar to this but better, like funnier, uh, mm-hmm. at a film festival or something. So he was he was expecting more. Um, but yeah, the two of them um, put this like they they grew up. They, they made their first first movie with uh, eight millimeter when they were in like eighth grade or something and. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, just his writing credits just led me to the gate, and I was like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. that's weird." He also he also wrote Ruskies, Ruskies, yeah. I guess you would say, starring Joaquin Phoenix and Peter Billingsley from A Christmas Story. I feel like I've seen that, but I can't remember it. Yeah, I've seen it. I don't remember it either. Okay, I know people are going to be dying to hear where you can watch Sledgehammer for free. <laughs> yeah, did you run it down? What do you got? It's on YouTube. Really. You put in sledgehammer with the exclamation point after it and do sledgehammers <laughs> two words. But TV series seasons one and two, 41 episodes are on streaming. 
<laughs> so now I know what I'm doing the rest of this week. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, right. we're not reviewing a movie next. We're, we're reviewing 41 episodes of Sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> uh, well, so you were, you said at the top, you know, about remaking it. Do you, I think you could remake this. Sure. Um, I mean, you could, I, you don't really need to remake this. You just make a better yeah. version of this. Better, better yeah. scavenger hunt movie. You don't need to retain anything but the very, very most basis of concepts. Yeah. An all night scavenger hunt in a big city. Right. I think it would have been nice to up the stakes and find out what they're winning. Like, I think that, that, that to have a, a little bit of buy-in would be nice. As, Didn't as he say as... they win like a plaque or, I don't know, I just made that up. But I thought he said something stupid like... Well, he gave him no. a plaque. Did he not say what they win? I thought he did. He handed them a plaque. They put on a little gold Jeep on the front of the plaque and mm. then handed it to him. And he was like, oh, I'm very happy to award you. I don't know. Hmm. Um, did you guys read that there are real, real life ver re versions of this or at least, you know, homages to this, like in different places and... I guess, uh, I can't remember where they were, but there's, you know, there's different versions. They call it midnight or they call it the great all nighter or something. And they just do a version of this. Yeah. I don't know. Again, it doesn't really matter that this movie happened. It's not like they invented the, the idea of a scavenger hunt. Right. But I don't know. Maybe the, 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 all the team colors or something. I don't know. I don't know what, what you, why you would, uh, base it on this movie. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people that seem to, the nostalgia or whatever, or have they just seen it a whole bunch on TV? I don't know. I don't, I'm not really sure. Hmm. Who is right? Yes. <laughs> like the guy at the telescope was like, my kid's doing a term paper. <laughs> Leave him alone. Like, what? What are you talking about? You're in a planetarium, or you're, you know, like, what are you doing? Yeah. That was ridiculous. There's a lot of those moments. Mm-hmm. All right. So what do we got? What age could you watch this movie? Like, 11? Yeah. 10? Yeah. yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's why people, when you see it at a certain age, we didn't see it when we were young. Maybe we would have felt differently. I doubt mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. We watch crap. We just watch better crap. Yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah. Is that all? Is that all our questions? That's it. We, did we got it? it covered. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Want to know what we're doing next? I yes. Do. All right. We're going for a um, a Pulp Fiction uh, takeoff. Is it Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead? That's a really good guess, but it's the other one. Two Days in the Valley? Uh, oh. oh, it's the other one. Beat me to it. <laughs> I was going to say that <laughs> next. One? Is that yeah. what it is? No. It's, oh, it's, it's one another more. one. One more. Oh, one more that I think was a little more popular than both of the two that you said, but maybe is it, it was go? just more pop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about popularity, but in my mind, it was more popular. Than I think it was pretty popular. The other two. 
I think. I've not seen it since it was at the theater. I don't think I have either. I couldn't hear what you said, and I can't even imagine what it is. Go. Go. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Although, have I, you seen do, it? Oh, yeah. I love, I love it. Have you seen it since the theater? I didn't even see it in the theater. Oh. But I've seen it a couple, like, a couple I times. I watched it last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, it hasn't been recent. It'll be good to rewatch it. But I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess we'll get into this, but that's a Pulp Fiction movie? Yeah, kind I of. think that that fits into the... Just like a younger, a younger sort of cast, you know. It's like yeah. Pulp Fiction, a teeny bopper Pulp Fiction. Has those elements bit. of drugs and crime and... Undercover cops yeah, and stuff. Sprawling multi storyline, <laughs> lots of characters. Yeah, that's true. That's snappy true. dialogue. I hope it holds up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was no oh, never mind, I won't say anything. I'll save it. Save it. Do we know where we can watch Go? Um good question. You can watch it on stars if you have that, um, through your any of your other accounts. And let's see. Uh, I don't know where else. Looks like it's on Fubo TV. Mm-hmm. Stars. Hulu. It's on Hulu? That's what it says. Where? Premium subscription. Well, it. right. I mean, is but there... You're right. It's are there, there different kinds of Hulu subscriptions? I've, I've never well, done you Hulu, can, so. Well, the thing about Hulu is you can subscribe to Hulu, but then you can subscribe to things like HBO and Showtime through Hulu. Okay. So just because you're subscribed to Hulu doesn't mean you're subscribed to, you know... Oh. Other stuff. So it could be stars via Hulu or something. Yes. Uh, exactly. Crap. All right. That's malarkey. Yeah, it's malarkey. There's something called Philo, which I don't know. Philo? P-H-I-L-O. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, wait. It's also on YouTube. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, you got to rent it. Yeah. All right. So it's out there. It's plenty plenty available. You got to go and find Go. You can probably get it for like $1.50 in a Walmart bin if anyone's going into a Walmart. <laughs> it's on Voodoo for two ninety nine. That's a decent that's, price. That's a reasonable price. Yeah, Voodoo's always a dollar cheaper than Amazon. Oh yeah, that's my yeah. That's our plug. Hmm. Does it have this HD? Episode HD sponsored by Voodoo. Yeah, everything's yeah. HD now. What, okay. what year do you think it is? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> because <laughs> because yeah, a lot of them are dollar dial up. <laughs> 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 All right, Weisenheimers. It's a dollar cheaper for the SD versions than it is for the HD versions on every service. So mm -hmm. I thought maybe they just listed one of them. Can you still, they're still, they still offer SD versions? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Most, most services do. Oh, that's ludicrous. <laughs> Some people still have tube TVs and. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> well, maybe. Hmm. All right. All right, go. Has Timothy Oliphant in it, so that makes it automatically worthwhile. Mm, I will refute that theory next next episode. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. This has been the film with three brains. 
I think this has been our worst episode yet. <laughs> I mean, bottom, best. Bottom of the barrel. Oh, right, right. Best, best, best. Yes. Best. Definitely the best. <laughs> Top. Top of the heap. Well, oh yeah, a lot of people think it's just a single continuum, but it's actually loops back on itself. It's a circle. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Some heady shit. We've started over. <laughs> We're at the ground floor. <laughs> Can only go up from here. Right. Right. All right. Adios. Okay. Bye. One thing I forgot to mention while we were uh, in the middle of it is that the fact that Stephen First, a fairly overweight individual, only eats shit by the handfuls while he's grunting made me cringe a bit. Yes, it did. I was just like, God, this poor fucking guy. Yeah. They're making him do this ridiculous shit that then was only sort of ratcheted up a bit in probably Animal House, you know. Right. Well, not really ratcheted up, just, you know, perpetuated. But I couldn't really, I was like, Jesus Christ, this fucking guy, man. They're yeah. just making him, just grabbing handfuls of everything. <laughs> Every food he encountered, he grabbed by the handfuls and stuffed in his face. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Man, it's, that's, it's, not, that's not funny. No one was spared. It was like, you no. know, the, the, the geeky guy, the, the, he couldn't just be have no confidence. He had to be a virgin. It's like, oh wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. almost kind of funny. Oh, you know? we didn't, we didn't, we didn't mention the the overweight twins with you know, right? The dolphin cries subbed in for their laugh. Oh yeah, Jesus, that made me cringe too. Was like, yeah, oh, that was God. And we also didn't mention that. Did Sam actually like it? Submit your wife or? <laughs> oh no, definitely not. Okay. <laughs> No, she missed the first, like, she saw a little bit at the beginning, and then she went upstairs, and then she came back down like a half hour later, and she's like, this is still on? (laughs) And then watched the rest of it begrudgingly.